This AFL trade period free agency update for station sponsor Carbon Limited, the insurance brokers. Yeah, and joining us down the line this afternoon to do so from Fox Footy is Ben Cotton. Ben, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Matt. Thanks again for having me, mate. No, thank you very much for taking the time. It's been uh, a big 24 hours in trades, particularly for the Fremantle Dockers. It has been. It has been. Uh, the, the big one that you mentioned, Lockie Schultz, obviously uh, finally getting his wish. Uh, firstly, going to Collingwood. This one, I feel like this one came out of the blue a tiny bit today, and just in terms of usually there's a bit of reporting uh, in the lead up to a trade, whereas out of nowhere, the club's kind of just announced it. So um, that one dropped sort of early afternoon, and that was first Lockie Schultz going to Collingwood in exchange for Collingwood's future first-round pick and their current pick 38, um, which gives Fremantle three first-round picks next year, which is which is quite significant, two of them tied to Port Adelaide and Collingwood, respectively. Um, and they also have two second-round picks after... Following that trade, they picked up uh, Henry from... Uh, sorry, they sent Henry to St Kilda for a future second rounder and a swap of fourth round picks. So the Dockers getting particularly busy today, no doubt about that. Um, and then the other move was, of course, Biggie, a new one who got traded from Richmond to North Melbourne. So three trades in one day. Uh, the new on trade was more... Uh, them tr- North Melbourne trading him to Richmond to dilute, to, sorry, to ensure that they didn't get uh, diluted for agency compensation for Ben Mackay. So that, that swapped hands for a very late pick just to ensure that uh, that they didn't lose any compensation for Ben Mackay's departure. So, like you mentioned, Fremantle have picked up uh, a fair few picks here. Um, they get the second round pick, which is currently number 34. Future first rounder uh, with the Liam Henry one. They get a future second round pick and a future fourth. So, when you look at uh, what they've just received, the Fremantle Dockers, what do you think they can get for it? And, and what are they in need of, in your opinion? Yeah, it's a really interesting one because you look at their list and you'd say that it's already a... Uh, very budding, exciting young list coming through, as we spoke about last week. One of the most promising lists in the competition, albeit losing a host of really quality players over the last sort of three or so years. Um, so right now, and I've even spoken with the club today, and they're actually really happy with their list that they have at the moment. They think that there's enough young talent there coming through the ranks where they don't really want to go back to the draft. But they've done the whole draft thing over the last five years. They've picked up some real quality players that literally building their, their future around as it is. So they don't particularly want picks, but unfortunately that's the way things go sometimes and these players have, have left um, not according to the plan, but it has given them an absolute barrage of selections. So the most obvious one is they certainly still need to boost their forward line. Um, I think Lockie Schultz was their le- second leading goal kicker this year. There's, there's some, uh, some ex- really exciting players coming through that forward line as well, um, but they still do need uh, they do, do need to build up that forward line because their midfield really rock solid as we know. Sarong, Brayshaw, Jackson, Darcy. Maybe they do need a little bit of pace coming through, but the midfield is really well settled. Definitely their strongest part of the ground and their back line. You think of guys like Ryan, Young, Cox, and Pierce. Really, uh, really solid. But it's the forward line that's still lacking a little bit, especially when you're losing Lockie Schultz. Um, so, you know, guys like a Amiss coming through, Josh Tracy, 
really exciting players, but obviously more future prospects. So um, I feel like they will try to use those picks to, to get a forward um, or potentially draft a forward. But that's certainly where they're, they're wanting for the most right now. And on the other hand, how do you see Lockie Schultz fitting in with the Pies? Yeah, so big, big massive pickup for the Pies. I mean, on the surface, it feels like they gave up a lot. Uh, so it was their future first round pick. Um, and also it was pick 34, sorry, 34. So it feels like a lot on the surface, a future first and a second rounder. However, bearing in mind that the pick will move back. Uh, sorry, the second round pick will move back. So that pick 34 could move back to like a 38. And if they're going as well as they go next year, then their future first could be something in the sort of 16 to 18 range with the potential to move back. So they're not they're not your customary uh, first and second round picks. They're slightly lesser valued. Um, so that is something important to bear in mind, albeit mm-hmm. a great return for Fremantle. So I feel like this is a really big win-win for both clubs. I think Freo got a great return for one of their clearly one of their best players who's finished fifth and sixth in their best and fairest. And then Collingwood, while they don't necessarily need Schultz, we've seen how exciting their forward line is already. Bobby Hill, of course, wins the Norm Smith medal, that small forward, McCreary, Ginnivan. Uh, then you've got McStay, Majacek. They're, they're fires. They're, they're, um, they're very well stocked up forward. It's certainly not an area that they needed um, additional support. But sometimes when there's good players on the market, you get them and you bring them in and it creates mm-hmm. um, healthy depth uh, and things like that. So... Uh, the Pies, they also get a, a bit of a successor for Jamie Elliott. He's 31 years of age. So I think they're just kind of topping up um, and filling little sort of, not chasms, but, but filling, topping up their list with, with high-quality players when they can get them, which happens to the really top teams. They get these um, good players requesting trades for their club. And Liam Henry, how do you see him featuring uh, with the Saints? Yeah, Liam Henry, I mean, I think St Kilda has done pretty well here. Uh, they've only given up a future second-round pick and then a swap of fourth. Um, so it was all my understanding that St Kilda wasn't willing to part ways with either of its first two picks, which were 13 and 21. I thought 21, most people thought 21 made the most sense. Um, he's obviously a former top 10 pick, um, really quality player, showed some really good signs in the second half of this year. Probably the first time he really showed that he can be an elite player in this league. Prior to that, he's only shown flashes. He was in and out of the side. So um, I think Fremantle did came, came out of the Schultz trade a lot better, um, considering that they got really high higher-end picks and more of mm. them, whereas the, the uh, Henry trade, not as much. Um, but still, you know, you put it together, you, you really bolstering your draft hand. You can either use those picks in the future or package them up in trade. So, um, look, I think Henry's going to be a really nice addition for St Kilda and, um, yeah, a big loss for Freo, it must be said. Now, another trade we also saw over the weekend, Tyler Brockman, uh, he is heading to the West Coast Eagles from the Hawks, so Hawthorne will receive a third-round pick and a fourth. Uh, what are your thoughts on that trade? Yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think West Coast would be really happy with this. As you mentioned, they're both later picks. Um, really highly rated player at Hawthorne. I think they were pretty shattered to lose him. Obviously, he goes back to, to Perth for family reasons. So 
Um, you know, I think he's got a young family. He's trying to support them, and, and that's clearly being best done uh, in Perth. But from a footy perspective, I mean, yeah, he's still young. Um, I believe he's under 21 or, or thereabouts. Um, so they're getting, you know, essentially helping a player that's going to help accelerate their rebuild. You know, we speak of how rebuilding clubs need to, need to get young talent in. That doesn't always need to happen through the draft. We can bear, bear that in mind. But if you can get a good player from another club by a trade, you're essentially adding a, a ready-made um, young player that's already had years of years of development in the system. So I think he's a pretty big loss for Hawthorne. I think he's that sort of that player that could really come back to bite them in a few years and, and develop into one of the elite small forwards in the game. Doesn't need a heap of touches, the impact, just really classy, really damaging. Um, so I think a really good pick up for West Coast. Now, of course, the West Coast Eagles, they have pick number one in the upcoming draft. Do they take Harley Reid at pick number one or do they go with someone else? Yeah, it's the, uh, the age-old question, million-dollar question at the moment, Matty. Um, look, it's all gearing towards either them keeping the pick or trading it to North Melbourne. Uh, the, the sort of consensus feel at the moment is that they will keep the pick and take Harley Reid. But it's important to remember that they don't actually need to trade it by the trade deadline this Wednesday night. Um, selection uh, draft picks could still be traded up until the draft. So... There likely won't be any players involved in a trade for pick one. Therefore, it's probably not going to happen this week, if at all. Mm. Um, so North Melbourne is, as I mentioned, the, the, the club in the box seat to at least make an offer. Uh, they've got picks 2, 3, 15, 17 and 18 to work with, as well as two future first-round picks. So you'd certainly feel like they can outbid anyone unless another club gets really adventurous. The other one sort of in the picture is Melbourne. Uh, they've got pick six and eleven. Uh, Hawthorne has sort of been mooted as well. They've got pick pick four that they could potentially use, but it certainly feels like North Melbourne or no one. That's generally been the feel with this. Uh, I get the impression that West Coast are going to keep pick one unless they get an astonishing offer that forces their hand. Mm. Okay, so the trade deadline uh, coming up in a couple of days' time. What are you expecting to see? over the next, say, 24 to 48 hours? Yeah, so as you mentioned, we had a big day today, two of the big dominoes falling in, in Henry and Schultz. The, the major one still to come, I mean, Shane McAdam to Melbourne, uh, albeit not the sexiest trade on paper, but there's been some rumblings that, uh, well, there's been reporting that Adelaide is trying to get Harrison Petty from Melbourne, a uh, really quality player, 23 years of age, a swingman, can play forward, can play back. Uh, they've they've tabled, tabled him a really enticing offer trying to get him to come. And I feel like that is why the McAdam trade's been dragged out because they're, they're really trying to, to push the envelope there and they're trying to get petty. But he's going to stay at Melbourne. The Demons have emphatically rejected the idea of trading him. But obviously sometimes clubs' hands are forced if a player wants to leave. But that one's been pushed out a little bit. I think that will eventually get done for a future second-round pick. That's McAdam going to Melbourne. Um, and then a couple of other big ones. There's the Dersma Dirk Thatcher trade between Essendon and Port Adelaide. Bit of a standoff there at the moment. Mm. Essentially, what's being mooted is a is a straight swap. Um, but then Port Adelaide wants a little bit more in return as well as, as sort of a sweetener. Um, Dersma's a, a former pick 18, really big raps in him coming into the competition, and he had a really big impact in his first season 
has tailed off a little bit since. Uh, hasn't lived up to the same heights as, uh, as his fellow first-round draftees in uh, Rosie and Butters. So it's going to be interesting. I think that one will go down to the wire. I sense it'll either be a straight swap or Essendon will throw something extra in, maybe a late pick or something. Um, and then another really major one is Safa uh, Radigalea to going to Port Adelaide. So uh, Port Adelaide uh, offered pick 24, which is now pick 25. That was rejected by Geelong and I think caught the power off guard that they really thought that was going get to get it done. Um, and now people that I've spoken to have told me that there's a lot of tension in the air between those two clubs because of that standoff and, and even a lack of dialogue in this uh, in this trade uh, discussion in particular so they're essentially it's almost like uh, almost like a, a couple fighting like they're just not on great talking terms at the moment but um, I expect Geelong to come to the party to pick 25 is a pretty generous offer for a player that hasn't uh, hasn't really delivered uh, both as a key forward or as a key defender we know the power needs defenders in um, so I think that should get done eventually for pick 25 and maybe they end up giving them something really late or a spot swap of picks or something sort of semi-irrelevant. We know how clubs work in this space. They try to get little wins over each other. But uh, but Port Adelaide sort of has a sense of urgency as well because they need to make deals for Jordan Sweet, potentially sold uh, Ivan Soldo. They've got the Dersma Zerk Thatcher. So Port's got a lot on their plate and they're leaving it to the last minute. So there's a lot of urgency there. And then the other, the other big ones is Marby Ochoa going to the Hawks. I think that'll get done for a future pick. Gold Coast has um, a plethora of picks in this current draft tied to their academy selection, so they don't really want more picks in this draft anymore. And then Jack Dunstead, which was a big one to drop last Friday. He wants to get back to Hawthorne. I expect that to get done as well for a later pick, but some of these will go down to the finish line. Ben, uh, plenty to happen between now and the deadline. Thank you very much for your time. Not a problem, Matt. Thanks for having me.